Welcome to the CityGate Church podcast. Today's message was recorded at our live Sunday services, and we hope that it encourages you to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. So everybody say, God said it. I believe it. That settles it. Come on, turn to someone, give them a high five or a fist bump and say, God said it. I believe it. That settles it. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. You see, so often we're led by things after they happen. But we got to start living life from what God said before we see it. Not to live in some unreality, which is why we must hear the voice of God, which is why we must be praying in the Holy Ghost, which is why we must be in the Word of God. We can't just come on a Sunday, hear half an hour preach and think that's it. No, that's been some inspiration. God speaks every day. God doesn't lead your life on a Sunday. He leads the church and inspires us on a Sunday and teaches things that we need to know and understand and live by. But God leads us every day by His Spirit in us, by His Word in our heart and in our mouth. And I think something that's really happening in the body of Christ is that people are coming back, not that we should ever have left. And I don't believe this is the case in Citygate, but from what I'm understanding is that people are coming back to a personal, come on, relationship with Jesus Christ by His Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. We should never have left that because all you ended up with is a religion and an event. Jesus didn't come and say, I will build an event. He said, I will build my church and His church is a person, the body of Christ. And we're all part of that. So last Sunday, we started this series and we went through the whole chapter, didn't didn't go through it all verse by verse, but I read the whole chapter because I love, I love John chapter 17. And so just one verse today from John 17, where Jesus said, sanctify them by your truth. Where is it? Even though there's no figs on the fig tree, no fruit on the vine, no verse on the screen, yet I will rejoice. Amen. Everybody say, sanctify them by your truth. Come on, say it again. Sanctify them by your truth. Jesus said, your word is truth. Can we say that? Your word is truth. That's at the very heart of this series. What we're doing with this series is we are gonna take statements from the Word of God which so often, sadly, have been turned into aspirations, prayers, instead of reading what it says and believing that it is. There are so many of them in the Bible. So many statements. I mean, I just started to make a list of all the things just as I was really, you know, just thinking about the series praying and I listed about a dozen things and I'd only been going like just writing, just writing, writing the statements that sort of came up. One of them, Tom's already preached today. (laughs) Whatever a man sows, that he will reap. It's a statement. It's not a prayer. Oh God, I want to reap. No, sow something and that is what you're going to reap. Amen. And there's lots of others in there. 
But today, I'm going to go to a scripture which is one of the bedrock scriptures for my life. And actually for every believer's life. And really, it's, it's a bit like the parable where Jesus talked about sowing and reaping. He said, if you don't get this, you're not going to get anything. The sower sows the Word. The Word is what, what brings the harvest. And it's a bit like that with the scripture that I'm going to read today. If we don't get this, our whole Christian life is on an unstable foundation. And it's not going to work. It's not going to work. But when we get this, when we get this, everything is seen through the glasses, as it were, in our lives in this scripture. The evening I got saved, I didn't understand a thing. Didn't understand what happened. I just knew and I prayed some kind of prayer. God, if you're real, I need to know now, this is the only opportunity I will ever give you with my life. And I was in the Fairfield Halls in Croydon, you know the story. And I knew that I knew that I knew that what little that I'd understood in my stoned state from the message that had been preached, that Jesus loved me and He died on a cross for me and that I needed to give Him my life. I knew it, I just knew it. I didn't understand it. I couldn't go to the Bible and show you where it was. I had no great understanding. All I knew is that God had spoken into my life that Jesus, I didn't get these words, but you know, Jesus is Lord. He died, He was raised from the dead. That that stuff was true and that I needed to be saved. And it broke my heart. Gave my life to Christ. That evening, we went after the service, we went back to after a lot of stuff happened and crazy and good and just crazy stuff. Nearly never went back to church. This is a lesson I learned on my first night. When I was taken out to the back room, you know, you have counsellors and in those crusades sort of things and everyone's led out, please go to the door on my right. So we all went off to the door on the right and me, me orange hair, me makeup, safety pins, chains, sort of marching out, flooding in tears. My makeup was running everywhere. <laughs> the eyeliner was just like, uh, just anyway, whatever. And um, I went around the back and I was, I was handed over to a man who had no ability to relate to me. And he started to talk to me about theology. And I was sitting at a table because they had all these tables with two chairs and, and it was all very official. And, uh, and I sat there and this guy was talking to me about sanctification and how God has sanctified me. And, I, and he's like, I just give, I didn't have a clue what was going on. And I started to get angry. I started to get upset. In fact, I nearly punched him. This, that was not a great start to the counselling room and the experience. I'd had an experience with God, but then I had an experience with a believer, which almost, I mean, there was nearly a fight taking place. And somebody saw that at the door and they grabbed somebody else and they pulled him across and they said, talk to this bloke. 
And it was as if God just moved in and I was invited to a, a, like a group the next day for new Christians and all of that. This is why the church needs to wake up sometimes yes. and be, just, just be a bit savvy. Yes. Amen. Amen. Yes. Amen. So anyway, and um, on that evening I went to, I went back to someone's apartment and, um, and a guy was there, a gentleman was there in his late 50s and he became somebody who really poured into my life. He passed away a few years ago and I said at that that if he hadn't poured into my life, Citygate Church would not be here today. Yeah. Incredible. So all the fruit is, we talk about seed time and harvest, he's got a mighty harvest yeah. for his life just because he took me under his wing and started to pour into me. And so he began to lend me tapes, cassette tapes. Anybody remember them? Yeah. I saw something just out the other day, you know, a pencil and this piece of plastic, square bit of plastic. If you know what to do with this, come on, you're really old. And I used to send spinning it round. Oh man. Who has no idea what I'm talking about? Yeah, okay, let's not go there. <laughs> so anyway, and he lent me a series of tapes and I'm not preaching the series of tapes tonight, but the first thing I ever heard which absolutely turned my life upside down is the verse I'm gonna be speaking on today. It's a verse I'm sure a lot of us would know. But it's really important that we we take it out from just a verse we know into a verse that is living and active on the inside of us. And that brings transformation into every part of our lives. And that can only happen through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. So Holy Spirit, we just invite you. You're already here. You're already speaking to us and your anointing is in this place to remove yokes, to destroy burdens. Lord God, we thank you that, Lord, as we hear your word this morning, not from my lips, but from the voice of God in us. Lord, that your word is truth and brings freedom and transformation into our lives. And Father, right now we humble ourselves under your hand and we receive with humility your word planted into our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Christian life is quite simply, it's the bodies and therefore who I am in Him. That's what it is. If you were to do a degree in this theology or whatever, and sometimes we teach this sort of stuff, but I'm not doing this in academy this year, you'd call it in Christ realities. That's what you'd call it. In Christ realities, lots of books about in Christ realities. In Him we have redemption. In Him we have forgiveness. Um, through Him I can do all things. Through Christ who strengthens me. There's a lot of in Him, through Him, because of Him, by Him. In Him. So we're gonna read one verse, which is 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Let's all read this together, shall we? Therefore, Let's read it all together, shall we? Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. 
Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Wow. Now, it's really important that we believe it as it is. I'm not taking it out of context. I've obviously taken it out of a passage of Scripture. But if you read the passage of Scripture, it only strengthens what we're reading here. So this is not something go away in the verse before and afterwards justifies it and softens it down. Absolutely not. It actually makes it stronger. It actually goes in to say, and Jesus who knew no sin was made to be sin that we become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I mean, wow. These things are huge statements, but we're just gonna stick with this. If anyone is in Christ. Now, if I asked you right now, do you know that you're in Christ? If you know you're in Christ, why don't you lift a hand this morning? You know you're in Christ. Okay, you know you're in Christ. So we know that. But we've got to not add to that, but make sure we understand what that really means. Because if we know we're in Christ, what does that mean? If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The Amplified Version says this, Therefore, if any, if any person is engrafted into Christ the Messiah, he is a new creation. Listen to this expression, a new creature altogether. One version says a new species of being. Oh. The old previous Moral and spiritual condition has passed away, the Amplified says. Has passed. Can you see that's past tense? Doesn't say is passing away. Has passed away. And behold, the fresh and the new has come. The Passion Translation says this if anyone is enfolded into Christ, he has become an entirely new person. All that is related to the old order has vanished. Behold, everything is fresh and new. Today I want to talk about the law of the new creation. The law of the new creation. Now I use the word law there. You won't find it that there's a law of the new creation. But a law, I, wanna, I want that to come across today because your word is truth. And a law is something that is true 100% of the time. There are a number of laws that are in, in God's Word. There's the law of faith. There's the law of love, which is called the royal law. There's the law of sin and death. There's the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. And, the, and then there's the law of, of uh, f- f- uh, f- freedom. You could say anything that God says is true 100% of the time is a law. And this is true. If anyone is in Christ, he is. Not some people become. If you are in Christ, you are a new creation. Brand new, never existed before. A new species of being. 
an entirely new person, a new creature altogether. I'm starting with this today because identity is such a huge issue and seems to be becoming more of an issue. Identity. And it's because we now live in a comparison world. Everything we're bombarded with is all about comparison. Comparison, comparison, comparison. And the only thing that the Word of God really says about comparison, it says, do not compare yourself with other people. It's a straight statement in the Word of God. Do not compare yourself with other people. We align ourselves with Jesus Christ. So the only thing that's gonna happen if you compare with others, which is what online is all about, it's what it's all about, is you will either be proud that you're better than or you'll be depressed because you're not as good as. The only fruit from comparison is death. Now I'm not talking about if you're in athletics and you want to improve, you want to achieve. That's a very different thing. There need to be goals and targets, but that is not that spirit of comparison, which is how am I doing compared to other people? Are you with me? So comparison is a deadly thing. And all it's produced is an identity crisis. Incredible confusion. I mean, that's a whole, whole sermon in itself. The only answer to the identity crisis that is invading every household that I know of is the Word of God. Because the Word of God does not bring comparison, it brings transformation. See, Paul said, all things have become new, past tense. This is not a prayer to pray, oh Lord Jesus, I pray you recreate me. No, it's not an aspiration, it's not a prayer, it's not a hope, it's not a religious, oh, one day I might be like it. No, new creation this is why Paul said in that scripture, he said, behold. He said, behold, all things have become new. Behold, all things have become new. The problem is no one's beholding where they need to behold. They're beholding this person. They're beholding that person. They're beholding social media. They're beholding media. They're beholding other stuff. All sorts of wrong plumb lines. Behold just means what are you looking at? What are you looking at? And Paul said, in the, in the context of an amazing passage of Scripture about we are ambassadors for Christ. 
I mean, incredible things he says and we're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. He said, look, look, all things have become new. Look at it. But people are looking in the wrong places. Everybody I talk to wants to be cleaned up, sorted out. They know there's a problem. And it seems to have invaded the body of Christ. Hearing somebody speaking the other day and saying, you know, the church is just completely broken. And I thought, well, that, that's because their eyes are on the wrong thing. They're looking at the wrong thing. And so as believers, we must look, obviously keep your eyes fixed on Jesus, but we've got to look and I read this last week, into the perfect law of freedom, which is the written Word of God. This is where we look. And it acts as something which doesn't tell us what we want to become. It tells us who we are. It's a mirror. A mirror doesn't tell you what's going to happen tomorrow. It tells you what you look like right now. Right now. And as we read this Word today, Anyone in Christ Jesus is a new creation. I want to ask you, what are you looking at? People look in the wrong places. So I'm just going to do something I've done many times in Citygate Church, but just uh, this is the context of today's message. So we know this is truth. We are a three part being. We're a three part being where most people's eyes are fixed at the moment is on how they feel, what they look like, what they're thinking about, what they're going to do. But we're going to adjust that this morning, if that's okay. Just make this really simple. We are, you are, I am a three-part being. In a nutshell, I am a spirit. I don't have a spirit. I am a spirit. When I say I or me, I'm talking about me, which is a spirit that is eternal. Has not existed forever. Came into being when I was conceived certainly don't believe this stuff that lots of spirit babies hanging around in the spirit until somebody is conceived and then one of them pops down into, no, just, really? Get a grip. You became when you were conceived, which is why abortion is such a horrendous thing because that's a life. I am a spirit who I am on the inside. See, people say, oh, my spirit. And I know Paul said, I will pray with my understanding. I will pray with my spirit. He's sort of explaining what's going on. But we are a spirit. I don't sort of have one. It's not me and, oh, by the way, I have a spirit like I have my glasses. I've got a spirit. No, I am a spirit. That's the real me. That's the engine room. Can I call it the engine room? That's where I live from. That's where I 
I am, that's, that's, that's who I am. I am a spirit. What's the next thing? I have a soul. That's what I have. Like I have a pair of glasses here. I am a spirit, but in order, well, I won't go ahead myself. So I, I have a, a soul and that soul is made up of my mind, my will and my emotions. How I think, how I feel and what I decide to do. And all of that, which is I and the soul that I have, at this moment in time, I live in a physical body. So you can't see me. You can just see my house. Yeah? Now you can hear what I'm thinking because I talk to you. And I can hear what you're thinking. And I also can hear what's in your engine room. Because your mouth speaks out of you, not just out of your mind, which you have. And it's really important that we understand this scripture. Anyone is in Christ. He is a new creation. Because sometimes if we don't understand, we apply that scripture to the wrong part. And we must apply it to the right part. You see, I am a spirit, which is my engine room, the real me. If I say it like this, where I live from, how I relate to God. I have a soul, which is how I think, how I feel, and it's how I relate to the social world around me. And I live in a physical body. This is where I live. If you were to come around my house and you were to go, oh, look, look at Julian. No, you're looking at my house. I may be in there, but you can't see me. I'm in there living and breathing and eating and whatever. You can just see the when you see me. You can't see me, you just see a physical body. But it's how I relate to the physical world. If somebody does not have a physical body, they have to leave the planet. I won't get too deep on this. To be absent from your body bang, instantly present with the Lord if you're a believer. If you're not a believer, you certainly do not go to be with the Lord, which is why people need to be saved. Because they go to an eternal loss. You see, everybody's gonna live forever. I am gonna live forever, either in the presence of God or in the presence of death. So we need to understand this just very quickly this morning, really simply, I am a spirit. Let's go back to that one. On the day that I received Jesus Christ as Lord, when anybody receives Jesus Christ as Lord, the old engine room, the old engine, I should say, the old engine is taken away. I'm into cars. I like to build cars, restore cars. Well, I've I've only restored one. I would love, I've restored two actually. Motorbikes and all that, love it. And I like to keep the original engine with the original car. There's some people, they, they put new engines in and soup it all up and you see, yeah, whatever. So the thing they do is they take out the old engine and they put in a new engine. Looks like the same car, but responds completely differently. 
when somebody comes to Christ before that day, the old engine is dead. In fact, it's full of death because death is not a state. You can't have a spirit cease to exist. But death is the absence of God, the absence of glory. And it's an engine room which only produces all the stuff that absolutely brings destruction. It's hatred and malice and rage and pride and selfishness, all the stuff. And that all came out. Don't tell me, oh, but they're a good person. They may have some good things about their soul. They may have some good things about their physical body. But if they don't know Jesus Christ, the engine room is producing what the Bible calls iniquity. This is a bit going a bit deep this morning. But iniquity is not the action. It's the force behind the action. Sin is the hatred and it's the stabbing. But iniquity is what stirred somebody up to do the deed. And it comes out of an engine room that you were born with. We were all born with it. We're all born dead. We don't start with a great engine and learn to sin. No, we are born in sin because we're all born from Adam. So before Christ, everybody's got this dead engine. Doesn't mean it's not functioning, it is functioning, but it's pouring out stuff that you have no ability to control. Pours out death. When somebody comes to Christ, that old engine is taken out and a brand new engine is put in. And that engine, without getting too deep today, is one Spirit with the Holy Spirit. When you come to Christ, God recreates a new engine on the inside. That engine is brand new, never existed before. And in that engine is love, joy, peace, patience, gentleness, kindness, long-suffering. It looks like Jesus. It acts like Jesus. It sounds like Jesus because God has breathed in. We are born again. Brand new creation on the inside. Never existed before. On the inside of the believer. You see, this is just me saying some, some things. It's not overly me. It's not necessarily me, but just as an example. I didn't have an anger problem. I was an anger problem. Couldn't be counselled out of me. I didn't have a lust problem. I was a lust problem. It was in the engine. It was fixed in there in the death. I didn't have an addiction problem. I was an addiction problem. I didn't have an insecurity problem. I was an insecurity problem. Can you see what that engine was producing? But when you come to Christ, God takes out the old. We've just read it. All things have passed away. The old has gone, hallelujah. And the new has come and all things, if I keep going, and all things are now of God. I love this stuff. 
first thing I ever heard as teaching as a believer was a miracle has taken place on the inside of your life. God has removed the old man and put in a new man. There's a brand new creation on the inside. That new creation is like God in every way. God recreates by the power of His Spirit, the most amazing miracle. And a person is born again. If we think of the word saved, salvation, on the day you become a believer, you give your life to Christ and if you've declared Jesus as Lord of your life, this has happened. A new creation took place and you can say, I was saved on that day. I am saved. I was saved on that day. I was, therefore I am. It's happened. There's no more salvation work to do in me. It's a new creation. I need to learn and grow and learn to hear the voice of God and stir things up and whatever. But it's like when a baby is born, it doesn't grow an arm three years later. It's a whole baby. Are you with me? You are born again, brand new creation on the inside and we learn to mature and to grow up. Now, it's really important that we understand when the Bible says, I am a new creation, that's what it's talking about. Because if I look at my emotions on the day I was born again, number two, I have a soul. On the day I was born again, my mind was not recreated. My will was not recreated. My emotions were not recreated. If we could put up number two, please. If I have a soul, it's important to understand I am not my soul. I have a soul, which is my mind, my will, my emotions. I am not my mind. I can change my mind on purpose. I am not my feelings. I can control my feelings and I can tell myself how to feel. I don't let feelings lead my life. You see, God is on the throne of my life now. My mind is not on the throne of my life. It certainly was before I was a Christian. My emotions were certainly, if it feels good, do it. My thoughts, well, that's my opinion. It's as if your opinion is king. Your thoughts, your mind, your decision is king of your life. No, now you're a believer. God is on the throne of your life and everything else is is subservient to Him. And in our soul, it's really important to understand, I am not my soul. Do not identify with your feelings. Do not identify with your will. Do not identify with your decisions. Identify with, I am a new creation. I'm a brand new person. Oh, but you just got angry. Yeah, that wasn't me. That wasn't me. This is as serious as I can get. I know it sounds funny. That wasn't me. That was my soul, which I'm working on. But I'm not gonna identify with myself. Oh, Pastor Joe, will you pray for me? Oh, you know what? I'm just an angry person. We'll get saved then. Then you'll become a loving person and a peaceful person. And from that point on, salvation 
Three tenses of salvation. I was saved, new creation. I am being saved. But until you realise that you have a new engine room, you will never take captive a thought. You will never submit a will. You will never control an emotion because you identify with what you've just done. Wow. My soul is being transformed, is being saved. The more I spend time in the Word of God, the more it happens. The more I spend time in prayer, the more it happens. The more I go to the throne of grace, the more it happens. So the more we are actively stirring up the Spirit on the inside, the more we take captive thoughts. You see, our soul is the problem because it's what we think we are. We got a whole generation, it seems now, that think they are what they feel. I feel like a woman. Well, I'm sorry, you're not one. You're a bloke. Yeah, but I am what I feel. No, you are not what you feel. You are not what you feel. We have a pandemic of emotion. We have a pandemic of crazy, crazy decisions being made by people who are identifying with what they feel, what they think and what they decide. Now that's because of a godless generation. But let's make sure we're not doing the same thing. Oh, Pastor Jay, will you pray for me because I'm depressed? Uh, No, you're not. Where are you identifying with? You are full of joy. But there's this thing in your soul right now, which we've got to deal with, called depression. But you are not depressed. Where is your identity today? How does this change anything? Puts you in authority to deal with it. Puts you in authority to deal with it. All the time you own what you feel. Oh, it's me. This is just me. This is just me. You're saying you're on your pre-born again condition. And you are a new creation. And there's joy on the inside. But I can't feel it. (sighs) Time to stir up the engine. Not time to identify with the feeling. Are we getting this today? This is just really, this is, I I mean, I I do all this in academy. (laughs) But this is just a nutshell today. Who are you? And then people say, oh, well, I'm, I'm this and I'm this and I'm that. And they start to tell me about their personality. Don't want to know about your personality. I want to know who are you? I'm a child of Almighty God. I'm a friend of God. I'm the temple of the Holy Spirit. I'm a world overcomer. I'm a person of faith who walks by faith and not by sight. This is all stuff on the inside. And when you identify with who you are, your life elevates, puts you in authority over how you feel. I don't live by how I feel. I tell myself how I feel. Come on, joy deals with spirit of heaviness. Faith deals with fear. What does peace deal with? Confusion and chaos. Who we are will always deal with what we're going through if we identify 
with who we are. With who we are. So it's really important that we talk like this. It's not like, oh God. There's an, an old hymn and I love, I love some of the old hymns. Uh, they're just fantastic. But there's a line in one, make us more than conquerors. Make us more. He, I'm doing a, a Sunday on that. Whoever is born of God overcomes the world. We are more than conquerors through him who loved us. That's who we are. I don't have to pray, God, make me more than a conqueror. I need to live as a conqueror from who I am on the inside, from the engine room. This deals with so much in the Christian's life. How we think, how we feel, how we react, what we do. My soul is not on the throne of my life. And finally, we live in a body. On the day of salvation, your body is not recreated. Wouldn't it be good if it was? Wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't that be great? I mean, apparently one in three people are really attractive. Well, this church is full of that third person. That's all I can say. It's amazing. Amen. But it would be so good if your body was recreated. I've just had my annual blood test to see what's going on in there because my blood was not recreated. My kidneys weren't recreated. My liver wasn't recreated. My physical brain was not recreated. I got to do something about it. Now a day is coming when the Bible says we are going to be saved. Third tense of salvation. I was saved spirit. I'm in the image of God. I can't be more like God. I can act more like Him through my soul and my body, but I can't be more like and likeness of God as he is so am I in this world it's I'm I'm born again I'm a new creation but that engine room has got to work out through my words through my soul through my thinking through my decisions and it's got to be lived out through my physical body which is why we need to eat right which is the reason why we need to exercise I'm telling myself My bloods have just told me I need to do a bit more exercise. So I need to jump in praise and worship more. That'll do me. I am not my body. By his stripes, you were healed. How are you, Pastor Jay? Healed. Oh, you're just in denial. No, it depends where I'm talking from. If I'm talking from my body, and I'm, not, I'm just giving an example, yeah, there's pain or there's a lump or whatever, but I am a healed man. And that's got to work its way out through my body, whether that's through doctors, whether that's through miracles, whether that's through exercise, whatever it is. But I'm going to identify with who I am. With who I am. My body is not on the throne of my life. I love that we've got groups in the church that go running and they do marathons and they do all the things and I pray for them and I love them at a distance. (laughs) Go do it, Ben and the team, go for it. Cheering you on. And as I understand it, it made you laugh, didn't it? Are you in that group? No, no, you're not. So laugh by yourself over there, that's fine. As I understand, I used to be a sprinter. 
and a hundred meters or 110 meter hurdles. So, 200 meters, yeah, 400 meters, forget it. I can remember I used to fake fainting in the 800 meters. <laughs> Honest truth. Honest truth. 1,500 metres, man, give me 400 metres and I'll pretend to fall over, pretend to be throwing up and that means I get out of it. <laughs> but as I understand, you hit a wall and you've got to keep going and your body's saying, quit this! Stop it! <laughs> we never agreed to this. And at that point, you've got to decide, I'm going through this. I'm going through this. Because on the other side of that, I don't know, apparently, I just, whatever. There's a second wind. Or there's something new. Is this right, Rob? You're laughing at me. Sort of. You've hit the wall and you've gone through the wall. You go slow, but you've got to make a decision to be going through stuff. Because you carry on, you just quit. Athletes know how to do this. They understand there's something stronger on the inside than what their body is telling them to do. But my body's telling me that it's the wrong one. My body's telling me that it's tired. Every parent knows what it is to get up and feed your child even though you don't want to. Hello, so you know how to do this. You know how to do this. You know how to do this. But we compartmentalise it into, into just a couple of, of areas. See, I'm not saying these things aren't real and they're not, and they're not facts. Feelings are real. But the engine room can deal with them. Your body's real, but your engine room can deal with it because I'm a new creation. And today, what today is all about as we stand to our feet today is that we understand that we are a new creation. Bit teachy, bit sort of straight. But Pastor Jay, I feel like this. I feel like this. Feelings are very real. But we don't fight our battles with our thoughts. We don't fight our battles with our feelings. We don't fight our battles with our emotions. We fight our battles with, I am a new creation in Christ Jesus. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, but I don't feel like it. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. The more you identify with what God has said, the more the areas that are still being saved and are yet to be saved. The Bible says a day is coming when your body will be saved. It's when you receive a glorified body. I know some of you look like you got one now and I wanna have a chat with you afterwards because you look stunning. But that glorified body is gonna be amazing. But while we're not in a glorified body, this thing's dying but we still have the power of God to strengthen it, heal it, and live a long, 
long, satisfying life. But it's because we identify with who we are on the inside. Perhaps there are people here today and you live by how you feel. Your moods are up and down. You're not up and down. Do you hear what I said? Your moods are up and down. Your feelings are all over the place. Sometimes I understand this. Sometimes it's a chemical thing on the inside and there are ways to help that physically. We're not, we're not saying these things are not real. But what I am saying is there's an engine on the inside that is where the authority comes from for us to live a Christ-like life. But where are you identifying today? Where are you identifying? Are you identifying with a sexuality which is not who you are? Are you identifying with a thought process which is not who you are? Are you identifying with a feeling or something physical but it's not who you are? It's time to declare, I am a new creation. All old things have passed away. All that engine room that was producing is no longer producing that in Jesus' Name. Now I've just got to reprogram the computer. I've got to turn around and get into line the things I have and what I live in, in Jesus' Name. Let's pray, shall we? Father, we thank You for, You said it. Lord, today we declare we believe it. And that settles it in Jesus' Name. That we are, those of us that have received Jesus as Lord, doesn't make us, Lord, it's not something that we get arrogant about or proud about. It's a miracle you did. You gave us a new engine which produces your glory, your light, your word, your love. We're now the temple of the Holy Spirit. We have the mind of Christ, access to how you think. Why? because you live on the inside of us. And Father, right now we declare we are a new creation in Christ Jesus. Can we declare that? I am a new creation. Let's declare it. I am a new creation in Christ Jesus. All things have passed away. All things have become new. Thank You Lord for the strength of that. For the authority that gives us in Christ to live this world as you've called, to live in this world as you've called us to live. In Jesus' Name. Amen. Did you get anything out of that today? I hope so. Wow. Wow. Fundamental truth. Fundamental truth to living the Christian life. Perhaps you're here today and you've never received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Saviour. We've talked today about something happens when you're born again. A miracle happens. You're not becoming a better person. No, the old person goes and the new person comes. You're not trying to be a religious person. No, you are born again, recreated. And I wanna ask you today, have you received Jesus as your Lord and Saviour? Have you had the brand new person, that incredible transformational moment Some people don't really know when it happened because they're raised as a believer and and that's fine. God did it at some point. But perhaps you know like I did, October the 8th, 1984, 9.30 at night, boom, the miracle happened. Doesn't matter where you are on the spectrum of, wow, I can put a date on it, but do you know you're a new creation? Or are you just trying to be a good person? Are you trying to hope that God accepts you one day? No, come on, 
If you're in this place today with every eye closed and every head bowed, I cannot get away from this. I was going to close the service. But if you're here today and you know you need to receive Jesus as your Lord and Saviour or come back to God because you say that you're a Christian, but really you just live in all the fleshy stuff and just attend church somewhere and you don't really live from that new engine on the inside. It's time to come back to God or it's time to come to God for the first time. If you're here today and you say, Pastor Jay, I need to become a brand new person. Jesus needs to do the miracle of salvation on the inside of me. If that's you with every eye closed and every head bowed, I'm going to ask you to do something bold and confident. But hey, this is something transformational we're talking about. God will touch your life today and cause the new birth to be your experience in Jesus' Name. If that's you today, I want you to be bold and confident and lift your hand right now in this auditorium, please. God bless you. Wonderful. God bless you. Come on, is there anybody else? Respond today. God bless you. Wonderful. Come on, perhaps you're coming back to God today. Perhaps you're saying, I'm no longer going to identify as my feelings. I'm going to be the believer that I believe I am. Is there anybody else here today? Very quickly. Come on. I believe there's somebody else. Don't fight. There's a, I don't know what's going on on the inside of you, but there's a battle going on right now. There's a battle for your soul. Where are you today? Why don't you say, yeah, God bless you. That's it. Awesome. God bless you. Wonderful. In Jesus' mighty name. Come on, today's a day where God wants to do a recreative work on the inside of people's lives. Is there anybody else here today? Online, online, come on, respond where you are today. Is there anybody else? Last time as I look across this auditorium, come on, keep your hand up high. We're responding to God today. When I gave my life to Christ, I was an absolute mess of of just, I didn't know what had happened to me, but God moved in by His Spirit. Is there anybody else in this place today? Let's all pray this prayer right now with a love and a joy. Heavenly Father, thank You that You love me. You demonstrated Your love by sending Jesus, Your Son, to die on the cross, be raised from the dead, to give me life, to recreate me on the inside. I receive You, Jesus, as my Lord, my Saviour, my friend. I receive the new birth by the help of Your grace and Your power. I'll never be the same again. I am a new creation. I have eternal life. In Jesus' Name, Amen. Come on, let's celebrate today, shall we?